This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm so grateful you're here today. This is a podcast for parents or anybody helping raise kids, and my hope is that you leave each episode with a little something you can apply to your everyday life. Today, you're listening to episode 33, and I'm talking with Wendy Demur. Wendy has been working with kids for 20 years. Her passion is working with children and self-development. She is certified in child meditation and has a passion to teach others how to live a more balanced, joyful life through meditation, self-development, and increasing spiritual awareness. Okay, so in this episode, Wendy gives us some tips and strategies for helping our kids deal with stress and anxiety that might come with everyday life. One of my favorite things she shares with us in this episode is a specific meditation that kids can do at night to calm them down for the evening. And I just really loved that part of the episode. I'm going to try it with my kids tonight. Actually, last night I tried the very simple three counts breathing in, three counts breathing out, deep breathing exercise with my kids. And my oldest just lost it. He was bouncing off the walls. He was like, I am not calming down. I'm getting more excited with this. So we're going to try again tonight. This episode left me feeling motivated to bring in some of these daily practices into our own home. And I hope that you walk away with some ideas and techniques for your own family as well. Before we get started talking with Wendy, I want to thank Prevenex for supporting this episode of the podcast. Prevenex is where I get all of my vitamins, supplements, and protein powder, and they have quality ingredients that are clinically proven and real benefits with also some real impact. Every bottle of their children's chewable multivitamins that is purchased, they donate a bottle to malnourished children around the world. They source the highest quality ingredients in the most clinically effective and beneficial forms. We use their protein powder in smoothies every day, and a lot of times I drop a couple of the multivitamins in smoothies as well for my kids, though some of my kids just love their vitamins and just eat them how they are. So if you're looking for a good place to get vitamins or supplements or vitamins for your kids, look no further than Prevenex. Go to Prevenex.com, use the code Lindsay15, and you'll get 15% off at checkout. All right, friends, if you enjoy this episode of the podcast, please consider leaving us a quick rating and review so that new potential listeners can find us. Enjoy my conversation with Wendy. All right, well, today on the podcast, we have Wendy DeMar on the show. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to talking to you and grateful that you've had me on, that you're having me on. I am really excited as well. And, you know, today the topic that we're going to talk about just goes so nicely with the episode that we put out last week. So I'm really excited to enter this conversation and give parents and teens and teachers and anybody tools for managing stress and anxiety. So, Wendy, can you share with us 
a little bit about your history with teaching. I know you were a teacher for 25 years. Yes, I've been working with children for over 20 years, probably. And uh, throughout that time, I've just noticed more and more pressure put on our kids, and they were suffering with more worries and fears and anxiety. And also, their self-esteem and self-love and self-awareness seem to be decreasing. So I just, I mean, kids have always been my passion. It's the only thing I've ever done. And mental health and emotional health is a passion of mine. So I wanted to do, to do everything I could to supply them with the strategies to help manage and deal with, it, with those worries. What did you teach? Um, I worked in special education. Okay. So, and I worked, yeah, I taught everywhere from kindergarten to high school. So, but then I started teaching empowerment classes in and outside of the education system. My journey began with all my own health issues. So I, oh, I had, I didn't sleep at night. I felt like I was run over by a truck when I woke up in the morning and just severe body pain and headaches. So I'd been going to specialist after specialist and they couldn't find physically anything wrong with me. And I finally came across this lady and she said, no, everything is stress related. There's nothing physically wrong with you. And she suggested um, meditation and a wonderful book by Julia Cameron, The Artist's Way. It's like a 12 week program and you do artist dates, morning walks, morning pages, and writing exercises kind of to recover your creative self. And it changed my life. So I'm like, okay, I have to teach these to the kids. Because they're at the time, and still, there's very little informal education that teaches those kids how to deal with anxiety and fear and that kind of thing. I think we seem to teach children about everything except themselves. And I believe that their mind, heart, and body are as equal of importance as the academics. So. You know, that's really powerful because I don't remember ever learning about that growing up in school. I, I no. interviewed a nutritionist recently on my other podcast and we were talking about that too. It's like, I don't really ever remember learning so much about like how powerful it is, the kinds of foods and what I put into my body as fuel. Oh, yeah. And yes. so it's like that paired with like how to manage emotional like stress both yes. of those two things as an adult now in the workforce and with kids myself, I'm like, those are like two of the most important things you need to manage everyday life. And I don't know why it's not more of a priority in the school system. Yes. And that is one of my, my mission is to get these strategies taught within the school. They need to be part of the curriculum. They absolutely have to, because and it's a win-win situation. You part, they teach this, and then the parents reinforce it at home. The parents' life is so much smoother because the kids are able to, you know, become aware of their feelings and emotions, and more importantly, communicate them in a healthy way instead of lashing out. And when I teach these in the school, like you can't believe how much smoother the teacher's day goes. Mm. Just like so, it's like a win-win. But yeah, that's going to be my next thing is trying to get these into the school system. Okay, so you have two of your own kids? I do. They were my guinea pigs. Yeah, tell me tell me how <laughs> being years. a mom made you realize like, you know, as a mom, I feel like when we go through our own health issues, like you were talking about you had all these aches and pains and you kept going to doctors, getting it figured out. I always find it really difficult 
to be present with my kids when I am distracted by my own worries and fears. So this conversation, I feel like goes so much, not just for teaching your kids, but teaching yourself how to manage that stuff. Because I don't want anything in my life to distract me from being present when it's time to be present with my kids. But when I, when I get in my head with all those fears and worries and anxieties that I get, I do find myself detaching from my kids because I'm almost like so self-focused, you know? Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's why what I love, what I, the strategies I teach because the parents and children do them together, right? Because the best way to parent is being present because when we're not, it's like as simple as if you're driving your child to a extracurricular activity and they're in the backseat and they're telling you the most important part of their day and they're so excited and chances are you're not even listening to what they're saying because you're worried about stress and what needs to be done and this and that but children they are amazing they they know they know when you're not listening and that's when their self-esteem starts to go down because well I must not be important even the most important person in the world to me isn't listening to me that's why one of the things that I always encourage and I love is family circle time. And it is the best. It's like once a week and you try to keep it the same time every day and every week. Meet as a family. Sit on the floor. Start with just two minutes of breathing. You can put on some calm, relaxing music. Or I'll, I'll tell you in a minute a great way to do the breathing. But um, And then have each one go around. It's not a time to criticize or talk about behaviors or what's not getting done in the house. It's just a time to be conscious listeners and listen to our child because we're all so busy that sometimes I feel they don't have the opportunity to say, hey, you know, I'm getting bullied at school or whatever. So it just provides an opportunity for everybody to talk. And you can even have the speaker hold a... um, object and the only person who gets to speak is the person who's holding it so we don't interrupt right oh yeah that's huge (laughs) because I can just picture my kids going crazy but you know what kindergarten teachers do it you know that Mm -hmm. they they get the attention and they they get the attention for for that one kid to have their moment so I, I oftentimes think about that I'm like what teacher qualities can I bring into my parenting today to get my kids to actually listen yes yeah there's it's there's so it's just the all the little baby steps and everything that I teach is easily incorporated to use in the moment because you, we have to live in the moment. I know we don't because we're so busy, but when you're in the present moment is where you experience the less stress because stress comes from things that have happened in the past, past events, and stress comes from the what ifs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, what if this happens? What if that happens? And 90% of the time it never happens. So all you do is destroy your present piece, your present moment piece. So how old were your kids when you started getting into the meditation and figuring out this way of life? Well, they were, well, I'm trying to think. I think when we lived in Regina, so that would have been, yeah, probably about 20 years ago. Okay. Like, it's been a part of their life. And, hey, (laughs) there's been many times when my dad would say, Mom, cut the spiritual crap. <laughs> She's like, can you just, can, can I just do this without making it better? Can I just vent? Like, no, yeah, it's been a part of, and they've traveled all over by themselves. Um, like my daughter was 15 in Seoul, like South Korea. Wow. And 
my son grade 11 was in Austria and these things are what got them through culture, culture shock. Oh, that's so cool. Got them through everything like the breathing and the meditations, the affirmations, positive self-taught gratitude. You know, people just think they're nothing, but they're game changers. Like they're just, it's just the little things you do. Like even when I talk about a teacher in their six hour teaching time, it would take 15 minutes out of their day Yeah. to get all these strategies in and Your days are so smooth. So let's go into actually implementing meditation and helping our kids cope with anxiety and stress in everyday life. You know, and I don't want, you know, some parents might be like, oh my gosh, like it sounds so peaceful and perfect. And, you know, I know that can be hard with like four, I have four little kids, like that can be really challenging, but anything we can do to add a little bit of peace into our home, I want to pursue. Yes. So um, breathing, breath work is always our anchor. It's is the, it brings you back to the present moment. It releases tension and the, the, the thing with breathing, though, is, is it has to be practiced before. Mm. Like you can't, if your kid's in the middle of a breakdown yeah. or whatever, you're like, okay, breathe, do the three count breathing. <laughs> no, no, no. But you have to work, yeah, do it before. And then their body is used to it and they know how it makes them feel. And the biggest thing, I do it every day throughout my day. Before my feet get out of uh, bed in the morning, I do three count breathing. And it's just in through your nose for the count to three, hold your breath for one, and then out, two, three. So it's in, three, hold for one, and out, two, three. And you can, it feels delicious. Like you just feel all the anxiety leave your body. And when you watch your kids doing it, it's the most amazing thing. So even they do five cycles of three count breathing before they get out of bed. You parents do it. Everybody should do it because we don't often don't have time to do a 10 minute meditation, right? Because we're all so busy. So simply starting with the, your breath, it just starts your day on a peaceful note. It's like, you know, that how you start your days, how you live your day, how you live your days, how you live your life. I love and that. You, yeah. And you'll find with you, you're so much more prepared to deal with mm, not getting sucked into the negative vortex or even and how you react and respond to people is much more easier. It's like at the end of the day, you still have to feed the dog, make supper, yeah. get your kids to everything, but everything shifts down a few notches and you're able to do it and enjoy it. So like, but breathwork doesn't start for me in the morning and for your kids, you, you can do it with them in the morning before they get out of bed, make it part of their routine, just like brushing their teeth, do it before they go out of bed because they can let all the day's worries go. But I love ending the day with kids with meditation. It's a bedtime story. We'll talk about that in a second. So yeah, breathwork we do, I do. When I'm having writer's block, I stop and breathe. When I'm feeling irritable, I stop and breathe. When I'm feeling uh, stressed, I stop and breathe. It's always my anchor. It's the one tool we have access to every day. Oh, that's just, so good. Yeah. And I love the three count breathing because it's easy for kids to do. It holds their attention. There's lots of other things that are eight, four, five, in, three, I don't know. But I've found <laughs> with all of my kids... I, when I say my kids, I mean the hundreds of kids that I call my kids, my students and my own. That's 
always works because of course I've tried over 15 years many different strategies but that one is works every time it's such a simple tool that is so underutilized and I don't know why so let's talk about strategies and ways you know we talked about starting off the day with the kids I mean I don't know about most people listening but my kids usually just get up and you you know they're up because they come running down the hallway <laughs> yeah that was mine too but yeah. I try to like you know like you said brushing your teeth and things like that I try to be like okay we're gonna brush our teeth we're gonna eat we're gonna brush our teeth we're gonna make our beds before we watch a show or do anything like that before school so to make that part of the process, um, I think sounds like a really smart way to like go into like, Hey, you're going into school today. And like, there's probably going to be some things that might feel kind of hard regardless of, you know, maybe it might be academics or friend stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's do this now so that when you get to school, you can implement it into your day if you need to. Yeah. And like my students report back, they'll like, you know, so many children are terrified of public speaking. And when they have to get up in front of their class and do a pair, um, uh, presentation and I'm like you just sit in your desk do your breathing nobody even knows you're doing it and it'll just relax you and 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 this is the other thing we'll get to is affirmations and self-talk you know don't sit there and they oh my god they're gonna laugh at me I'm gonna fail we this is all part of it is the affirmations and the power of our thoughts and and negative and positive self-talk and I teach them how to change that around but even um, I work with a lot of athletes as well. I teach mental preparation and breath work is are the very first thing I teach them as well because it gets them into their ideal performance state and it teaches them during the competition of their game if they lose focus or something happens to take them out of their zone. Like I teach them ideas how to get back in, but that's a whole different podcast, the sport and mental prep stuff, but... Yeah, it works like a charm. I, they even like athlete or um, like a my uh, cheer. She was competing in worlds and had a fall, so she was terrified to go back out. And oh, we worked. Yeah. yeah, the stage tried everything. She just wanted to quit, and she had made it all the way to worlds. But I worked with her, and like some of the, I do a centering thing, and I do stop, and we tried different things, and it worked she liked the stop like just the word stop and then breathing and changing it to a positive affirmation right and she got back out there and yeah so So, when how did you start working with athletes then well it just morphed into that like I don't even know because I have my kinesiology degree as well but I um started with the kids, because they've always been my passion, and I'd way rather teach kids than adults because <laughs> they're so safe, and I, yeah. I love them so much. And I believe children are our greatest teachers. Yeah, they absolutely are. But and then I started teaching um, adults. I I do workshops and I do seminars and I go into the corporate world to help them balance stress and lead a more joyful life. And then it just I don't know I've started looking at the Spartan mental prep and I believe you can have all the physical ability in the world but if you're not mentally strong you can't get to that next level like I the mental part visualization all that is such a huge part so I I basically revamp like the ones that I teach the classes and strategies that I teach to my children and adults and teens 
I just reworked it so it works for adults and it's been so positive. People love it. So, so let's talk about helping kids understand their emotions. Yes. And that is why I think meditation is the best thing for that because you know, our kids are constantly bombarded by sights and sounds and screens and all that frantic energy needs to be counterbalanced with stillness and stillness is where when they, you clear your mind, this is for all of us, you clear your mind and then you're allowed to see what's going on. We can't, with all that monkey chatter and that mind, we don't know. So when children meditate, it helps them to understand their feelings and what they're feeling. I mean, I have children and adults sometimes come out in tears because they've just felt so it was the healthy tears because, you know, we have to, we have to be allowed to feel like same with our nation and everything that's going on. I feel that we have to be allowed to feel in order to heal. And we teach our children to befriend their emotions, bring their emotions in, breathe through them, feel them. And when you do that, they leave their bodies, right? So they don't have it and they don't keep it inside. Like it's okay. It's not our job. I know it's our job. And you ask any parent, we want our children to be happy. I get that. We all want our children to be happy, but we have to teach them to face life exactly as it is. And that rejection is an inevitable, but that should never affect their sense of self-worth. How do we teach them that? Well, it's just through, I, I believe affirmations are one of the biggest things because they're the foundation to help them grow and to change negative thoughts to positive thoughts. And when you first start with affirmations, they have to be something believable. Mm. But they, we have to just encourage them and and praise their efforts more than their achievements all the time as well. Like it comes so much from us as parents and teachers. When I work with kids with anxiety, they're the bravest kids of all because they go out into the world every day and face their fears. It's interesting, yeah, because my, my kids are also different. My oldest is definitely one that tends to lean a little bit more towards the anxious side and it's it's interesting to see what their behavior does. Like when the anxiety is creeping in, though he yeah. might not recognize it as anxiety, I see that misbehavior totally correlating with like a big thing coming up or something he would yeah. be nervous about. And he doesn't even realize he's feeling those feelings. And as an adult who struggles with anxiety, I see it so clearly in him, whereas my husband doesn't really struggle with anxiety. He doesn't see that connection, you know? Yes. So I feel like if you're a parent or a teacher or an adult who doesn't struggle with anxiety, it's really hard to make that connection with a kid who's who's dealing with it because your brain hasn't walked through that. Yes. And I'm ex you're fam that's exactly how my house was, too, because I still do. I mean, all of this stuff doesn't get rid of anxiety. It gives you tools. It gives you tools so that you can cope with it and manage, manage it. So anxiety is not a stop sign. Yeah. You can still go on with your life. And I was the same thing. And you have to kind of build the relationship and the connection first, which you have, right? And you, cause you can see the signs, but yeah. And then you just give them the tools to manage it. So you can say, okay, oh, come on, let's just go over here and maybe do some breathing for a bit. Or, you know, the meditation at bedtime is the best thing, honestly. And in in my book, I've wrote uh, all the meditations. Sometimes people get 
a little worried, but they're not affiliated with any religion whatsoever. They're, they're as safe as a bedtime story, total non-denominational. And I, each meditation that I wrote goes with the strategy, strategy that we're working with that week, like with okay. the kids. So I'll do an affirmation meditation and you do a relaxation first. And these are what help with the anxiety. And then we'll go maybe to, like we hold a lot of stress and tension when we're anxious in our neck and shoulders. So they breathe through it. What is it telling you today? And it works wonderfully. And um, one of my favorite ones, and the kids love it, and my husband uses it too, well, lots of adults use it, is I have a, it's called the floating bubble meditation. So it goes with the chapter on self-talk and the power of our thoughts. And I teach children how to um, recognize, because sometimes they've been doing it for so long, oh, I'm not good enough, I suck, I can't do this. It becomes part of their reality, and they don't even realize they're doing it. So I teach children how to stop that once they're in that negative cycle with either centering or the word stop, and then you follow it up with an affirmation. Well, maybe I won't, maybe I suck at this, but I'll learn something new or, you know, I'll do my best. I'm going to learn something new today, like those affirmations. But the floating bubble one is like you do the uh, relaxation, like a body, like a guided relax their body. And then I have a magical bubble come and pick them up they're lying in a beautiful park and you have to use because children all learn differently kinesthetic auditory tactile so you have to incorporate all their senses into the meditation so that you know every child can get it so then I have this uh, blue this bubble take them up through mm -hmm. the clouds and they go through a beautiful archway a cloud shaped like an archway and on the other side is hundreds of bubbles different colors, but they're magic, they're thought bubbles. So they're the thought bubbles that they, you know, tell themselves. And I'd say, no, go over and pop with your finger, all the negative self-talk bubbles, go and pop them. And they pop them and then they get to float through the positive ones. And every time they bump their bubble bumps into the other one, it reminds them that they are enough, they are brave, that, you know, that kind of thing so I love the meditations just because it's changed my life and if you were to see their faces after like children love to meditate because it's um their senses explode they explore their imagination and when they're done they look at me and their eyes are like what was that because they feel so peaceful and relaxed and I love yeah. that yeah I mean that makes so much sense to me, too, because we do my kids love it when I do pretend stories at bedtime yes. and I just like make up stories. And, you know, it usually ends with them like dancing on the, the roof with their friends or, you know, like riding yeah. a horse around the city or whatever. Um, so I'm just picturing my four year old like laying there with his eyes closed with a big smile on, on his face, <laughs> picturing himself up in a bubble, like bouncing yeah. around and. And it is true, especially at bedtime. And, and I think that that sounds like a really good strategy for kids who struggle with being scared at night too, because that's a big thing for little kids. Like, I don't want to sleep in my bed. I'm scared. And to be able mm -hmm. to do a meditation where that kind of like calms them down makes a yeah. lot of sense to me. Yeah. Every single night, like that became part for my children. We did, you know, they picked which story they wanted and then I would make up a meditation and read it to them, and it, it absolutely helps them transi transition into a peaceful night's sleep and forget about the worries. Like, 
know if their friends were mean at, to them at school or they had a fight or they didn't do well on a test or, you know, fighting with their siblings. It's just a way to let all that go. And honestly, I've had hundreds of parents email me and message me that their child slept through the night or they went to bed on their own. And that's the only thing that matters to me. Yeah, like, that's so the good. most important thing that I'm helping. It's all I want to do. Okay, so what are some tools and, and strategies or tips that we can leave parents with so that they can feel empowered to implement this? Okay, well, the breathing, and that's the one, two, three count breathing. Um, gratitude is a perfect family thing to do because uh, the parents will be less stressful because it's pr proven you can't be angry and grateful at the same time, and it immediately changes your um from a worry or fear to love. Because mm. they have to remember gratitude is an emotion. It's like that warm feeling you get inside of you when you're kind to another person. So around your dinner table at night, everybody can go around the table and say something they're grateful for. If people or parents are busy and they didn't have time to have dinner together, they can ask their child at bedtime, just tell me three things you're grateful for. Um, but make sure that they, they um, realize like it's being grateful to see the sunrise or drink hot chocolate more not like material things and our children's greatest uh, mentors are uh, are their parents so we can mimic right like oh look like show them how grateful you are for the sunrise the mountains being outside nature's my favorite way because i it's my favorite thing to show it but you can also do during if you do the circle time that i talked about you can um, go around there, say something you're grateful for. Another one that I love is having a gratitude jar. So every day, each person in your family writes one thing they're grateful for and puts it in the jar. And then at the end of the month, you can all sit and go through them. Lots I like of different that every day, like to get like, oh, put it in there before you leave. And then to see like yeah. what things are repeated and like what's a theme. That's kind of fun. It is because it helps you to understand what's going on in your children's lives. Like that's a, sometimes we don't know because they don't tell us. I know my son was so sensitive. He was, you know, he had troubles in high school and stuff because he was just so sensitive. And But he would never talk about it. Mm. So it was hard because I knew something was going on. So it was harder for him. My daughter's much more open. Her emotions are on her sleeves. She's like, I remember when she was, I don't know, four or five, she comes into the kitchen. She puts her hands on her hips. She looks at me. She said, Mommy, I think you need to menentate. I go, why? Well, you've been a little grouchy, she said. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, I yeah. love that as a parent, though. I've just come to realize that I can literally at this point, I can just say to my kids, like, I'm having a really hard day. Mm -hmm. Or like I yelled because like I'm so frustrated right now. And I just think that like we have to remove that. Like I'm only, I'm I'm mom and that's what I am to like I'm mom and a human and our, our kids yeah. can understand those those emotions they see us going through a little bit more like, OK, I get it, mom. I get it. I feel mad sometimes, too. Yeah. And that's so important that you said that because. You know, we and we also have to allow our children to break. Yeah. We have to yeah. allow them to have bad days because so many times we just don't stop crying. Let's go. We got to go here. We don't let them feel. 
And they have to, in order to change, like the world right now is such a fearful and unkind place. And I believe the way to change that is through our children, mm-hmm. because the, the only way to change it is through the youth, because they're our future leaders. So they need to be able, and, and that's through the compassion and through connection. So we have to allow our children to feel and express if we want the world to get better. Yeah. yeah. I str- The reason I struggle with some of this is like, my husband's kind of more of like, a, let's, just, you know, we got to do this. These are the things that have to get done. And I think yeah. he sometimes thinks I'm like, so in my feelings and all these things. And I'm like, I know, but it'll help the house run smoother. <laughs> you know, I, I know that people listening, like I know that people are so busy and, and I get mm-hmm. it, but it's like, even if sometimes it's hard to make those moments happen, I do think that it's worth while and it's worth trying and some mm-hmm. kids it'll be easier than others that's for sure absolutely absolutely and it's not an overnight fix it's something that has to be practiced right like it's something that you need to make part of your day and at the breathing might not be easy for them when they first start but they'll get it it's like learning anything new like it's like a new just the same as a new uh like soccer or sport or whatever it's just takes a little bit of time, but I know everybody's so busy. And that is why when I wrote the book, I tried to keep the method simple mm-hmm. that they could use in the moment and make part of their routine. Okay. So my two takeaways right now are the, the three time, three breath in, three, bu- three seconds in, three seconds out in the morning. Yep. Yep. And the bubble story at bedtime. Yeah. Any meditation, any guided meditation at bedtime. Yeah. And then, uh, the gratitude, the gratitude. You can implement that in. And then, um, I don't know, there's so many different things you can do. The circle time, as a family circle time, um, the, the self-talk is huge, right? Letting them become aware of how their thoughts affect their beliefs and emotions and fears, and then teaching them how to change that to a positive, you know, change it from, no, I can't do this, into something positive. I love it. Positive affirmation or whatever. Yeah. So you you mentioned before that you do guided meditations. Are they recorded? Do you have a podcast with those? Where can people find them? Yes, I have. So on my website, I have um, uh, one children's and one adult meditation that you can listen to there. They're also on YouTube. Okay. So you can get them on YouTube and I'll be adding to YouTube. And so there's that. And also to help parents. Um, I write a weekly blog and it covers everything from us for like derailing the judgment train because that affects our energy so much and um, how to talk to kids about anxiety, how to teach compassion to kids, how to, it's, I do grown-up check-ins. There's everything on there that really seems to help a lot of people as well. So, Tell everybody what your book is called. Okay, so my book came about because I had... So many parents and teachers reaching out to me on how to help with fears and worries and things that our children are going through, especially with the pandemic and their change of life. I mean, their whole worlds have been turned upside down and they've been handling it beautifully, really, when you think about what our children have gone through. So everybody kept asking me for ways. So I thought, well, I'm going to put this into a book. So I put everything that I teach and know into this book. It provides, uh, tells you how to talk to your children about anxiety. It goes into more detail about all the strategies we talked about today. There's like six or seven meditations in there. 
It's called Empowering Our Future. Empowering Our Future. It's available on Amazon and Kobo, or you can go to my website and just click on the link there and it'll take you right to Amazon. Okay, so Wendy, what is a, the best, most recent book you've read? Oh, hands down, Untamed, Gun and Doyle. Oh, yeah, oh. I love that book. Did you read it? Oh, she so started good. a podcast. Yes, and I did just see that too. I haven't listened yet, have you? No, no. What about a kid's book? Do you have a kid's book you recommend? Or like a teen book? Your kids are a little bit older, so you've been through lots of phases. Well, I have. And I remember all of the books, all of their favorites. I could tell you a few, but do you know what? I, the mo- most important thing is any book that encourages them to read. Mm. Like reading is the most important thing. Anything you can find that they enjoy to get them off the screens. Yeah. Well, that's why the teachers say I loved it last year. I just kind of like, you know, I just started having readers in my house, kids that are old enough to read. And I love the message of finding the just right book for you. Yes. Yeah. And then they read, but we read all the time and both of our children are big readers. They read all the time. And I think that's just so good. It makes them who they are. My son lives in China right now. Really? Yeah. How old is he? He is 27. Oh, wow. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't it feel good to, like, I imagine, you know, I'm living this constant battle of like being in the present moment, but and also being like, so scared that it's going to be gone in a blink, because you know, that's what everybody says. And um, I imagine myself as a parent being very excited to see my kids live out their dreams. But at the same time, like, you want them close because you want to see them. I know. It's really hard. That's hard. But they're so happy. Like Jordy wanted to be an architect since he was two years old or in grade two. He ordered the Frank a book mm. and he became an architect. And Living in China. So yeah. Got, he was one of the youngest to get his master's and went over there. And now he's actually coming home the end of June. He's been there three years. Well, not home. He's going to somewhere else. <laughs> But back out of to China, America, back to Canada. Oh, back, back to, to Canada. Canada. Yeah. Um, okay, Wendy, what is your last message that you want to leave with our audience today? You know, it takes a whole village. All of us just all need to come together. Anxiety is on the rise. The stats right now for adolescents and children are staggering. So we have to do something. We have to do something. We're going to lose a whole, you know, depression and so I just, yeah, I want everybody to come together and start teaching mental and emotional well-being to children. I want these in the schools mm. and the parents too. Like it doesn't matter where you get your information or your help or your resources for, but we have to make it. It is more just as important as the academic part. I agree. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. All right, friends, thanks for being here today. Thanks, Wendy, for coming on the show. You can learn more about Wendy when you go to wendydemur.com. That's D-E-M-E-R. Her book is called Empowering Our Youth, Strategies for Enhancing Mental and Emotional Well-Being in Childhood and Youth. You can find this podcast on Instagram. We are Why Is Everyone Yelling? You can find me personally over there on Instagram, lindsayhind626. This podcast is part of the Sandy Boy Productions podcast network. Check us out on Instagram, Sandy Boy Productions. We've got four other really great shows in the network as well. We'd love to have you check those out. If you are interested in checking out the multivitamins and supplements and protein powder from Prevenex, 
children's vitamins, go to Prevenex.com, use the code Lindsay15 and you'll get 15% off your order. All right, friends, thanks for being here today and we will see you next week on Why Is Everyone Yelling? <laughs>